Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Solanada. They are a trio from Canada. They are Jack Heath, guitar, Kyle Brickell, guitar, bass, drums, and Lone Tetlow, voice. Their album, Auspicious Activism, was released on May 14th of 2021. If you're a fan of epic metal, this is a fit for you. And here is my interview with Sol Anahata. Yeah. Yeah, so 
it's cool. I mean, uh, it was a learning curve for both of me and him too, because like in most of my other projects with singing, it's usually just a bit of clean vocals with more of the typical growls and stuff like that. And so it was kind of it was hard sometimes. Like you'd be in there for a while trying to get the right uh, notes or the right tone on it, and like we actually recorded the first three songs, and I decided after we got to around the, the end of the album, I wanted to re-record those first three because uh, the, the change in like tone and the sort of aesthetic we were going for uh, kind of became more apparent to me and the sound I was trying to go for became more apparent halfway through rather than at the very beginning as it was more traditional. Oh, I totally, I, I totally feel you on that. By the time yeah. I was out with them doing guitars and drums, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, well, I couldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? But I think that's uh, that's how the better albums are made. It's like you know, it's cool to have a good concept in mind, but finding the right people to uh, really flesh it out a bit more, like it's it's part of the process. Sure, absolutely. I think uh, you know, for example, when Kiss did Destroyer, and they worked with Bob Ezrin, he really uh, gave him a new definition and sound. And uh, for sure. And push that band into more than not saying that the per- previous albums weren't great because they are, but um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. The production yeah, and everything that Bob Ezra and the nuances made that album. Oh, totally. <clears throat> the, the production process, I, coming from the largely from the black metal scene, I. I, and I'm sure I can say we, know so many people who are so focused on, oh, it's only about the intent, so, you know, production doesn't matter, and so yeah. I, think that's, I think a lot of the time that's just an excuse for we can't afford a good producer, or we right. don't know what we're doing, but uh, production, yeah, production's a great thing, hey, you want it to be, you want it to be punchy, you want to feel that double kick, you want to feel the, the explosion of the snare that Alex is just a wizard of. That's really it. The amount of times I've said to Alex throughout it was like, you know, this part should have some like oomph to it. You know what I mean? Like that thump that is needed in certain areas. And like to achieve achieve that with like a vocal recording can be tricky sometimes, especially if I don't have uh, my typical trick up my sleeve, which is to just add some like growls behind it. You know, like it's hard to do that just from the sheer power of the, the lyric itself, you know? I wanted to ask you um, if you could give me a, your favorite track on the album. Uh, what would it be? Mine is zero. Hey, uh, I think, that first. Yeah, I think honestly, uh, zero might be my favorite as well. Uh, the way that those lyrics came to me were just like the the way that uh, you you wrote that song and the way you wrote most of the album. Actually, I found it really funny, and I kept saying to Alex, like, I've never really jived as well as i have with those with these two than anyone else in the world really so like hearing that song it was the first out of the the demos as well well not out of the demos but like it was the first one past the two demos that i initially heard where i was like oh yeah you know what there's definitely some uh, synergy happening here because i can fully like fully understand what he's going for he, i think he gave me like the little idea of like he was just like uh let's do grail sort of theme like and then from there i kind of was like absolutely i got that full on so that song reminds me of uh the first sort of initial oh yeah there's something here for sure so i, I think that's why i like that one that was 
Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm torn. I, I like all the songs, of course, being that. Right. <laughs> being that it's, uh, but, uh, it, you know, if I had to pick one out, I would really have to say Forefathers, actually, the ballad of the album. I, yeah, that's, that's definitely up there for yeah. me. I've, I've been wanting to write a ballad for just years, years and years, and it always seemed like this daunting task, because I know that when it comes to a ballad, it's not so much just about, oh yeah, check out this sick, pummeling riff I've got. It's about having the ebb and the flow and the building of the energy and towards something. And like I knew in the sort of like that first chugging part before uh, you know, one lets out the single scream of that, it goes into the first solo. I knew that as I was doing those snare and floor tone bomb hits, I'm like, this, this is going to be big. I don't even know what you know, one's going to put here yet, but this is going to be big. And... And it is. It's uh, it floored me. It was um, it was a surprise to me the whole time that we were writing this as well because I had no idea what Yoan was gonna do. I just said, "Here you go. What, what you think fits." So every time I got a new vocal mix back from Alex, I got a surprise. I got a new song every right. time. Um, so yeah, Forefathers definitely for me. It just to feel the flow and how much that song really came to me. I built it all around just that simple chord structure and then fleshed out all of the different areas and kind of felt where it needed to swell and decline and grow and shrink. So yeah, there's, there's the roundabout. I think Forefathers for me is my favorite. Um, do you have any tracks that actually did make the cut for the album or is everything out there? No, everything's out there. Uh, there might have been some, you know, earlier sort of uh, demo-y type versions where I tried a different drum fill or a different riff in one area or two, but there's no there's no unused songs. Uh, I, I tapped my well dry. <laughs> well, uh, I'm slowly working through writing some more stuff as, you know, all musicians tend to always have a couple of riffs or song structures and ideas up their sleeve at any given point, but uh, I don't have any more songs written as things stand. Yeah, it seems like we write in a very similar way, me and Kyle, in, in the sense that like we can sit on things for a long time, and so it's a really good question you asked there with like if anything made the cut, because there's been plenty of times like I'll, I'll work on a song for like two months or so, and then decide, no, this isn't the right time for this, and I'll let it fall back into the ether for a few years until it's right. Yeah. You know? Sometimes yeah. I even like just, you know, opening up an old laptop and seeing what like 13 year old me had in stock and like sometimes, you know i brought some of that stuff like it's, it's cool it's like going into a crypt and seeing what you can find yeah totally i oh i i completely poached a few rips from some old bands of mine that never went anywhere and never did anything absolutely i do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey it's ours we can do what we want with it yeah and um i wanted to ask you uh how did uh, you guys all get together? Um, how, how was the formation of this this band? Uh, well, as I sort of uh, briefly mentioned earlier, I I had the two demo songs, which are in the back half of the album, The Son of Fate and The Thunder. Uh, I had those written years ago. Uh, I, I think about seven years ago I wrote those while I was living in Germany at the time. And uh, I, I just had, they were on my computer, didn't really do anything. I frequently listened to them and always thought, oh my God, I love these songs. I'm so proud of these. Uh, and then enter the era of social media and Instagram. Uh, 
Yo and I have been chatting for a while over just mutual aesthetics, philosophical pursuits, and spiritual ideas. And uh, I, I had been following uh, Jack, who did the guitar solos as well, and had no idea, you know, about, I didn't know about Yoan's main band Unbound, didn't know what degree of player Jack was, and uh, just saw on their stories one day, Yoan strumming an acoustic and singing. I thought, that's a fucking great voice. That's the voice for this project, for sure. Because uh, I just, Yoan, I love your voice. It's that lower register that a lot of the other traditional heavy metal bands of today, all the new wave of traditional heavy metal bands, they're all doing those uh, higher voices, the higher register. Joan throws a couple of them out as well. But it's it's usually this kind of piercing young young man to boy voice, and I just thought that that deeper sort of grand magazine Eric got. Anyway, it's a, it's it's just a better better voice for this. Um, and then for Jack, he, for Jack it was the same. Sorry, I'll just wrap this up real quick. Uh, Jack as well. He just posted a video of himself absolutely shredding his guitar on his Instagram stories. And I was like, hey man, you wanna do a project together? And he said, yeah, I'm down. And well, now the album's out. <laughs> That's my favorite part about that creative types or musicians it's so funny how like a lot of the time it is just like simple like that it's just like a little nonchalant talk whereas like you know i, I like to try and plan things but usually the more i plan something the, the less like what my idea was initially it, it turns out like if that makes sense so yeah like a lot of that yeah it's just it's funny like i, I like i like when people like us can find each other and just go hey this and we go this and then it happens yeah, well, I, I found in a previous band, sorry, I've got a mouthful of beef right now, <laughs> in, pre, in previous bands, um, you would talk so much about the idea and the direction you want to take it that yeah. you'd never end up doing anything, whereas this, we just pulled the trigger, we're like, let's fucking do it right now. I'm sorry, I don't know if you want me to be censoring myself, I shouldn't swear, maybe. Oh, uh, well. uh, yeah, no, but it's similar with the other band, I been working on lately with Hearsey, like that just happened because we were all in a finished cabin together and it was just like, oh, let's make music and like anytime someone uh, had a blank, like that's usually where you would end it on like a solo sort of thing. It's like, oh, I'll put my guitar away for today, but then someone else picks it up right when you drop off, right? So it just ends up being a, a complete song in like under an hour sometimes. It's really funny. Um, I wanted to also ask you, how do you guys see the state of metal today? Um, yeah. yeah, the state of metal. Uh, in terms of the size of the scene and the accessibility of it, uh, I think obviously with social media, it's massively accessible. Everyone can dip their toes into it and check it out. And you'll always end up with the metal purists and elitists who, oh, no tourists. We don't want anyone who's not seriously into the scene getting involved. But I think that really damages it. I mean, you, you have to have that... Um, that sort of influx and the interest of people from outside of those spheres to bring in the new influence. Otherwise, you just end up in a closed loop and whatever's there kind of, yeah, to use a, a biological analogy, end up like the reindeer that were dropped off on that Alaskan island and it, they just consume the resources and nothing new can be created and that's that. Uh, so you got to have that out, outside influence. Um, 
to sort of tell driver in that back about the yeah the metal circles metal metal world it's it's big it's good it's got a lot of overlap into a lot of different other scenes now and i think that's great i think it allows it to grow it allows it to flourish uh the elitists will always have their circles and that's perfectly fine and great too um yeah it seems healthy seems good it seems like it's going in a good direction yeah i think i agree with that i think uh if anything it's the, the amount of accessibility to so much now i think you see a lot more um you see there is a like a, an instinctual decline in like investigators as i like to call them and like as a kid what i used to love doing was finding a band that had its own like sound that i've never heard before so i remember just sat in my room and like you know when i was about 14 or so just hunting for things that sounded a bit like this but a bit like this but not quite like this and i thought today if anything it's gotten a little easier which makes it a little less fun and that might sound a little elitist in itself but like on top of that it's like you know there's so many youtube channels for any sort of genre you like and so there's not so much of a hunt anymore and there's not so much uh this sort of underground sort of thing so there's a few different like really specific genres that really try and keep that sort of thing alive and i think that's great like Kyle said but i also find it great that it is more accessible because i think there's one thing if one thing uh, as a society today especially western cultures it seems like there's a lot less metalheads growing up like teenagers from my perspective anyway and like you know i'll talk to people who like like my writings for uh halthas or they'll come out and meet me if they're close by to where i live and they'll say like yeah i'm the only metalhead in school i found your music because i was looking on metal archives for like metal bands from guelph and it's like that's crazy that people still do that but like i wish there was more people doing it because i remember being in high school and there was about four of us and that's still not a lot right but you know it's enough to think yeah you've got against them yeah exactly you know you want your creed there a bit totally so yeah. hopefully that we see a bit more of a rise with kids there but i guess i don't know what it could be but i think it, it it's a shame from what i've seen or heard of lately anyway yeah i think uh metal has definitely evolved into many different facets um there's more facets of metal you know i just interviewed a uh black metal rap band Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh I came across the album and I heard it and I'm like, you know, if nothing else, these guys are getting an A for originality, you know, because <clears throat> you know, and then I heard the album and I was like, damn, this is good actually, you know, and uh it you know, I think there's something for everyone, but I do miss like what you said. Um I'm probably quite a bit older than you guys, but when i was a kid we used to go to a record store and yeah. uh, we just go hey that that guy's got long hair but try this band out this guy's got you know and then bring them all home throw them on the turntable and discovered so many bands that way you know yeah man absolutely that's 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 kind of what i'm talking about exactly the way you just put it it's just like you know i've never heard of this fucking band it looks cool i'm bringing it home yeah. like you know it's or like you know there's people that i've been talking to all over the world since i was a kid because it was just like i don't know if you remember a cycle last fm but like it would like kind of put you in contact with people with your like identical music taste and so 
the amount of music I found just through that and like just ordering it and checking it out. And like I knew YouTube was there and stuff, but like I would rather avoid it just because I wanted to hear it from the actual source a few times like that. Yeah. And um, as far as merchandising, um, where's the best place for someone to go to get merchandising or to grab the album? Uh, what would be a good place to go? Uh, well, we've got up on our Instagram page for anyone who's got Instagram listening in. It's uh, at soul underscore Anahata, uh, just S-O-L. And the merch is currently available at same S-O-L Anahata, soul Anahata dot big cartel dot com. Uh, we've got three shirt designs up right now that are just they're print on demand i don't have any stock so just you can use the drop down menu there we've got the son of fate sword design we've got just the logo design and we have a full tarot card for the song zero uh, available in all the sizes you could want they're all available in either black or white and the logo shirt's also available in freedom red is the color which i thought was pretty awesome uh, we don't have any uh, physical copies of the album yet. We have had quite a few requests, and I've just told people to reach out to, uh, I, I tell them to reach out to Bad Omen Productions and to No Remorse, or Bad Omen Records and No Remorse Records, and just give them a little, you know, a little nudge on the shoulder and be like, hey, you should you should consider picking these guys up. Yeah. Uh, I saw one of, the, one of the comments on the new wave of traditional heavy metal full albums youtube page someone said that cruz del sur needs to pick us up um i don't really have any supreme preference as to who wants to pick us up and do a little physical distribution but it seems that there's a a good amount of people who are interested in the physical pressing uh, and then the last two things about merch we are going to do a limited edition run of our solar grail design which you can see on a couple of the posts on our instagram page uh those are going to be done in uh, it's going to have a full back print and then a small left breast pocket print uh in actual like glittery gold sparkle ink and those will be quite a limited run and i will be mailing those out myself and then we are also going to do a limited run of metal lapel pins that will also be the solar grail design uh, so keep an eye out for those. I'll be posting about those up on the Anahata Instagram page. And um, if you could give a message for your fans, what would you guys like to say to your fans? Bjorn, you take that. I think the message I would want people to take from the lyrics, the, the riffs, the absolute power behind the stuff that Kyle's been able, able to create would be listen to it, stare into the sun, go for a good fucking walk and have a nice workout and realize that that music's about you because it is. It's completely, uh, it's the inner quest. That's why we've named it Anahata. It's why we have such uh, a deep uh, synthesis with our philosophical ideals, me and Kyle, because we think every man has the hero in him and it's up to you to bring him out. And that sort of music's made ideally to coax that. Nice, I have nothing to add that. Perfectly worded. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, anything on the side that, um, besides music that you guys do as a hobby, um, any special interests that you guys like? Oh, man, uh, that, that is a very, very deep rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, we, we do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll answer first. I mean, 
mean, to sum it up, I'm basically uh, from early June as the snows start to recede up the mountainside through until late September, early October. I'm out in the mountains. I'm a mountain climber. I'm an alpinist. I, I bag beaks through the summer. Uh, a couple overnighters, a couple traverses, a couple glacier crossings. That's that's my main thing. Uh, if I had to pick one thing to say is my primary hobby, I'm an alpinist. I like climbing mountains. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I miss mountains. I'm actually originally from England and Wales, and uh, so I, I really am missing the mountains, especially during all this virus stuff, like not being able to go back over there. But in terms of like day-to-day hobbies, I, I guess my main one would be blacksmith things. So I've been like training as a blacksmith for eight years, and I, I just loved it every day. So uh, I try and make a little small business out of that, and you know. Any, anything where I can uh, show other people other stuff as well. So like I, I bring my friends to my forge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's just cool, you know. Like I like it. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you for for speaking with me today. I truly enjoyed our conversation. Um, yeah, please, thanks for having us, man. Please feel free to keep me updated on any new happenings with the bands. Yeah, of course. If you're uh, you got us on Instagram, there. That's where. That's the only place that there will be any updates. If anyone else posts something elsewhere, they're posers and frauds and are trying to impersonate us. Instagram only. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate you taking time out with me today. Thank you very much, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. All right, you guys take care. You as well. Mm, Bye. I wanted to thank you for taking time to listen with me today. And I also wanted to remind you, come see me for a fix.